Welcome to Farmer Fridays. My name is Elizabeth Lynch and I'm your 2020 Miss Berkeley County. During these interviews, I get to talk to farmers, agriculturists, and ag organizations across the state of West Virginia. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Kay Barkwell from one of my favorite organizations, Horses with Hearts. How are you today? I'm doing good, Elizabeth. How about you? Doing great. I'm really glad that you're doing this with me. You know, your organization has been near and dear to my heart for such a long time, and I want to make sure that everyone that I know knows about Horses with Hearts as well. So talk to me about your agricultural background. Well, that's kind of funny, Elizabeth, because I really don't have an agricultural background. Um, when I was growing up, my grandparents um, had a garden, and they planted a whole bunch of potatoes, and we got to pick those up. Um, but I didn't grow up on a farm. It wasn't until um, Horses with Hearts came into my life. And then when we got our property that I got to learn a whole bunch about agriculture. <laughs> so I'm a newbie at it. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, there's something great about first generation farmers. And it's, you know, wonderful to have you here talking about that. Talk okay, to me so about... Example of you're never too old to learn something, okay? Because yeah. I did not grow up on a farm or in ag, and I've had to learn a whole bunch about it. <laughs> so. Talk to me about Horses with Hearts. Any background information at all? Well, Horses with Hearts was founded 15 years ago. Um, if you look behind me, you'll see a picture of a young lady standing um, with the assistance of her mother. When I met her, she was six months post-op of a cancerous brain tumor that left her blind and in a wheelchair and um, got to do some respite care. One day a week, we would meet at the Dorothy McCormick Center and I would stay. She would go to PT and then she'd have a 15 minute break and then she'd go to OT and a 15 minute break. And then I would, um, then she came back and she'd have speech therapy and then I would wait on her parents or her mom to pick her up. And so we just spent our time chatting and getting to know each other because we didn't know each other prior to that. And um, Lindsay had ridden a horse before they moved to West Virginia. At the, they moved here when she was seven and this happened when she was eight. So um, Jamie, my daughter, was we just retired her show pony and I wasn't going to get rid of her because she'd become part of the family. And I thought this would be a great project. But Lindsay turned it into an organization. She said, you know, not only do I need to be on the horse, but other kids like me. And um, so we set out to try to figure that out and um, learned about, you know, Jamie showed at the state fair every year and there was a therapeutic riding class there. Nobody was ever in it. So I called Morgantown and they explained what that was. And that gave me the keyword to Google. And then I found um, a national organization called NARA, which is now turned path international and um, learned all of the ins and outs about therapeutic riding and the benefits to it. The goal was to learn how to get Lindsay on the horse and finally in 2006 we went to a conference. We learned how to um, transfer a non-weight bearing person from a wheelchair to a horse and got all excited, came home. In the meantime, over the year before, Lindsay and them had moved to the Carolinas. So I called her mom and I said, you bring her up in April, we're going to get her on the horse. And um, unfortunately, later that March, she was diagnosed with another cancerous brain tumor. And she passed in July, on July 6th. We never got her on a horse, but this organization is um, because of her. 
and it is her legacy. And when we get the indoor up, it will be the Lindsay Conley Memorial Arena. And um, every time I think I'm going to quit, I see that picture and go, okay, let's keep on going because Lindsay really was an inspirational human being. She brought a lot to this world. And because of her, we've had over probably 300 kids on horses. And now we just last year opened up in the middle of COVID our equine learning and mental health program. And um, normally we'll service 30 to 40 people a year. And last year we had 180 people here enjoying the horses and really um, seeing what benefit they can bring. And I'm so glad that now West Virginia recognizes horses as agricultural animals. Because when we started 15, or and when we got this property that we're at now, um, when we went to the USDA office, they weren't agricultural animals, but we had a cow. So we still qualified to be ag and we were able to put the farm together and, um, you know, we do hay production and, um, but now West Virginia recognizes horses as agricultural animals. So we're proud of that. Excellent. You guys have had such a huge history. What are the qualifications for someone who wants to be a part of the Horses with Hearts program? As far as a participant or a volunteer? But, okay. Well, as a participant, they have to have um, a diagnosed special need, whether that's mental, physical, or emotional. So that falls into all kinds of um, diagnoses that, you know, have a physical um, item such as cerebral palsy, spina bifida. Um, we've had a, a, a above the knee amputee ride with us for quite a few years. Um, the emotional and um, mental fall into, you know, your um, um, autism children. We've had a large amount of um, autistic children from nonverbal all the way to Asperger's. Um, we've had kids that were told they would never walk, um, walk because the horse's gait is the closest thing to a human walk. So when you're on there, your body's shifting just like you would and they build poor. And most children who um, with cerebral palsy, spina bifida, those types of injury or birth defects um, don't walk because they, they're never able to, to gain core. And being on the horse, they gain that. Had multiple nonverbal children, um, autistic children begin to speak. You know, um, we had a little boy that rode with us for about five years and he never rode in the summer because of the heat. And so his mom said, you know, we're not going to ride. And she called me a week later and she said, can I get him in the summer schedule? Because every since I told him that was his last ride, he kept saying, I want horse. Those were the first words. And he was 10 years old. Those were the first words in 10 years the child ever spoke. So um, they have to have a diagnosed, you know, that could be ADD, ADHD, autism. Um, we've had children who have suffered trauma in their lives. Um, loss of parents, um, you know, bereavement things, and um, they have ridden with us. But like I said, last year we really concentrated on um, a defined mental health and learning program. We had the Boys and Girls Club out doing equine learning. We partner with Mountaineer Recovery, so they were they're they're here now at the farm. We have a group coming out Mondays and Thursdays. And it's been amazing what they share, how the farm, you know, has an impact on, on their lives. I had a young lady here a couple of weeks come up and thank me. She said, you know, this is the first time 
that I actually have, I think I have felt feelings. You know, um, I've been so numb from my addiction that I didn't know what it was like to feel peace or calm or happy. So um, a lot of miracles happen here. <laughs> I, I say that every time I talk to somebody about Horses with Hearts, every time you walk on that farm, you see a miracle happen. And horses yeah. are amazing and they make it happen yeah. for you. Yeah. And, you know, Woodrow Wilson said there's something about the outside of a man that changes the inside of a human. I'm not sorry. There's something about the outside of a horse that changes the inside of a man. And we see that, you know, all the, the way from, you know, grooming to riding. And then even last year, we had the opportunity to start what is called Leadership Adventures. And we are now teaching um, workshops, their um, leader, or leadership development workshops on your strengths and your and trust. And so we're reaching even people in the corporate world. And I think um, I always say that those are going to be our silent miracles, you know, particularly coming out of COVID. Um, a lot of people are suffering from anxiety and depression and just being able to come and re-identify your strengths, find out what your talents are and how to build on those. Um, There's so many studies showing that people working in their strengths are happier, they're more productive. And um, we did seven of those last year during COVID. And this year we've already done three and I have a couple more, you know, scheduled throughout the year. So it's really exciting to see the changes and the difference that um, we can make in the community. So, you know, then as a volunteer, you have to be 14 years of age to volunteer in the actual um, therapeutic riding program. And um, with that, then you have to do some training. We have an admin training and a or a farm training. And we all are volunteers. None of us get paid. We're, we have no paid staff. And um, we're working towards that. Once we become a full-time center and we have the indoor, then we will be um, able to hire people and this be their complete um, vocation. That's, that's amazing. And I, I look forward to the day when you guys get your indoor arena up. You know, I've been with you guys for a long time and that has been one of the main goals. That's so exciting. Right. We did kind of take a left turn. We always kept saying, you know, the indoor, the indoor, the indoor. And then with the mental health, we realized that um, a baby step would be, um, we did the unity campaign with the United Way and we're able to raise enough money. Hopefully by September, we'll have a um, 60 by 60 building that will allow us to do groundwork which will still be an asset to our riding program because on those days when it's raining um, or it's too hot, we can go in that building and, and teach the kids groundwork. We've started with that and we've had a lot of kids really enjoy grooming and walking their horse before they ride them. So, you know, it's a baby step, but we also realize that then once we kick off our capital campaign, um, and we get the, the indoor, we're still going to need multiple workstations. So um, we put up a round pin this year. That's a workstation. Um, the equine learning building will be a workstation. We're hoping to get a hangover off of our um, hay storage, which will have some stalls in it, which we have no stalls on the farm and we need some. So that, but there'll also be an opportunity for people to, to groom and do things with the horse that we aren't able to do now because of the weather. Now, switching gears a little bit, 
what are some agricultural challenges that you face while working with the horses with hearts industry? Well, the biggest challenge, of course, is horses eat hay. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we were very blessed to be gifted 30 acres of land from Trinity United Methodist Church for our home and our forever home. And with that, currently 12 acres, when we got the land, after we put the pasture up, we had 12 acres left for hay. Um, by the time, you know, we found someone to help us with that production, um, you know, they take half of the hay as payment. We didn't have enough hay to make it through the winter. So then you're looking for hay. And, you know, um, that can be quite the, the job. So um, this is our third year. Two years ago, Trinity leased us um, another 40 acres. So um, when we got this property, I got my first taste of what it was to be agriculture because it was a soybean field. It had no electric, no water, nothing soybean field. So um, we were very blessed that Mike Reiner came in and he bottom plowed, he disc, he flipped, we picked up rocks, he um, seeded and the following year, um, he, we did that um, in May, which is not, I understand the time that you are supposed to plant hay, but we did it anyway, because we didn't know. And the following year, that spring, we got um, 2,000 squares off of the property. Of course, then it had nothing on it except the pasture, I mean, except the hay field. Then we put up the pasture and everything. So that knocked us down to 12 acres. And um, so again, I learned about um, no-till drilling because we no-tilled that um, new piece of property. And I've learned a lot about Johnson grass management <laughs> and um, lime and um, all of those things. Um, the USDA office has been amazing. I go in with a lot of questions. Um, I'll never forget the day they told me I needed soil samples. And I'm like, okay, how do I do that? And <laughs> And they asked me if um, I had this tool and I'm like, I might if I knew what that was. And so they loaned me one and I came out here and I took my first soil samples and took them in and now I know how to do soil samples. <laughs> and um, didn't know how to read a report and they taught me all of that. And, um, just didn't know so much could go into what I thought was grass, but it is not. So in 2019, we participated in the United Way Unity Campaign and we were able to build our hay storage building. And last year, with between the hay we got off of the leased property and our properties, the first year I didn't have to worry about, are my horses gonna have hay? In fact, we ended up with like 70 rolls left over. So that was a huge blessing. Because then, you know, once you make it, where are you gonna store it? We didn't have any place to store it. We had to, you know, depend on the courtesy of, of someone else and then how do you get it here and you know trailer it in and we put it in a run-in and then prayed that when it snowed we could get it out of the run-in and um, we had to borrow a tractor and then God bless Bucky with Bucky's Unlimited. Bucky and Gina helped us ra uh, raise well they leased us a tractor for two years and then we raised thirty thousand dollars to pay for it and now we have our own tractor. You know, walking into this property, I had no idea I would need all of these things to make this world function. <laughs> so you're getting there and you're doing it. You are a farmer right now. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Got myself a little green tractor and 
we just you know, go. I mean, I'll never forget how we, we used to take, originally, you know, we got hay feeders um, and we have just a little um, four by four and we had a little wagon, wagon that would hold two, two squares and we would put the little two squares on and take it out to the field and put <laughs> three trips because yet it, the hay feeder, you know, held six squares and we just rolled them out there on that little teeny wagon. And um, now we, we have this wonderful tractor, thanks to Bucky's, and um, able to take it out when we need it. Because before we'd have to get one here and pray that we need all, we'd need all three square or all three rounds at the same time. Because our geldings have two squares or two rounds, and then our mares would have a round, and we'd have to get them out. We only have we could only borrow the tractor for 24 hours, so you know it was it was quite the task. But um, we kept doing what we do and. We've made it through and now we're just, you know, really blessed to have what we have. I also talk about how every time I walk out on the farm, it's, it's probably one of the prettiest places in the state of West Virginia. It's gorgeous. It is. And it was one of our goals. Um, we feel like we wanted to honor our children and they deserve the best. So we've taken our time. We've raised the money to give them the best of the best. And when they come here, they can go, wow, this is where I ride. And I do think it is probably one of the most peaceful, gorgeous places within the state. And there's the state's a beautiful state. Don't get me wrong. But, and we hear that from our parents. They'll sit over on the hill and watch a lesson and they'll come over and say, you know, this is just the most peaceful place. And oftentimes we don't realize that that's the only 30 minutes of quiet that they may get, depending on what their child's special need is and to be able, and to watch them be successful and have fun and to laugh. So it's really, that in itself is a blessing. And we're just so proud and so happy that um, we can do that. And when I say we, there's a lot of we's in this group. You know, people think it's just me and it isn't. I have about 40 to by the end of the year, I will have 70 people volunteer here at the farm. And that doesn't count those groups. Like I've already, already had two groups out painting fence, picking up rocks, cutting weeds, pulling weeds in the arena. It takes a lot of people, you know, it's, does it takes a village to raise a child? Well, it takes a village to, um, I'm not sure it doesn't take a whole country to run this farm, <laughs> but um, we just take it. We appreciate those that come and can do what they do and help us do what we do. And you've been one of those. <laughs> I'm, I'm very fortunate to be a part of the, this program. It's, it's changed my life completely. And, you know, I have helped since high school and it's, it's been a blessing to me too. And I'm just there helping. Yeah, we're, we've been blessed to have you and every volunteer that comes. Yes, ma'am. Come and um, with their own special gift to give to a child and um, God seems to match the kids with just the right volunteers and we've had volunteers that end up having made lifelong relationships with these kids they go to baseball games to watch you know we have a we have a little well he's not little anymore he's I think he just turned 14 um, he came and couldn't he was unable to walk, a, you know, at the age of four, and now he plays baseball. He's in Boy Scouts, and um, him and his volunteers still connect and have pizza. Their families have pizza together. So, you know, life is about relationships, 
and people here are able to build, you know, friendships and relationships and then we're a family and that's important. And, um, we say every person's a person of great value and we promote that. And I think it, that's what changes lives is knowing that people care and we all have a, a place. This, these past year and a half, you know, we've dealt with COVID-19. What, or excuse me, how has COVID affected the Horses with Hearts organization? Well, it, it kind of boomed it. <laughs> like, we didn't ride our first semester because there was the stay-at-home order, but we came back. We came out the end of May, and we had, we did what we called a COVID recovery program for some of our first responders. We had over 38 um, doctors and nurses and a couple of teachers that came out and just did a relaxation activity here really helped them and we really want to do more of that we just because we don't have the indoor and we're not full-time we're limited on what we can do there but then like I said some of our kids we did have to put a mask a requirement even though the CDC said children with special needs didn't have to wear masks because of the close proximity of them being on the horse and breathing down on the volunteer and the volunteer looking up and breathing at them. We went to a complete mask um, rule. So some of our kids couldn't ride, but then again, that opened the opportunity to bring groups from the Boys and Girls Club and do equine learning. We partnered with Mountaineer Recovery. We started the Leadership Adventure Program, bringing in the corporate, and we actually did it with nonprofits. We did Boys and Girls Club, the Bethany House, the VA, um, and um, somebody else, I can't remember. Anyway, we did, and we did um, one for-profit after they saw what we were doing with the nonprofits, they came back and Gantz Excavating was our first um, actual paid group to do it. And so it really, um, we grew, uh, everybody laughed and said, we cannot start one more new program in, <laughs> in the middle of COVID. But um, it certainly didn't slow us down. And again, it spoke volumes to the um, commitment of our volunteers because they all wore masks and it gets, it gets hot out here. You know, we don't, again, we don't have that indoor. And um, we dream, um, this year we were able to um, do our first hospice experience. We took one of um, our incoming therapy horses to Berkeley Springs to visit a hospice patient. And it was a delight to watch him interact with her and um, really make, we did it Easter Sunday because that's the only day we had, but um, just a blessing. And we just, the dream is to get that indoor up and be able to do this all year round. The hardest day of the year is when the classes stop. That last week when we tell all of the kids that we'll see them in the spring. <laughs> And that is a hard day for them and for us, you know. So um, we're looking forward to when that doesn't happen. There are so many great things that happen on this farm, but what do you think is the most rewarding part about doing what you do? Seeing the, the, seeing the changes in, in the kids. I mean, Monday nights we now have independent riding that were kids that started with um, – two sidewalkers and um, we have a young lady that rides a gated horse and she has the perfect gated horse seat and she gets that gets Emmy going like no one has ever gotten Emmy going I mean she just tracks that horse and you just stand there in amazement um, 
seeing kids that came and only looked at their feet and now they talk to us and they look us in the eye and they're graduating from high school and just all the success that we see here and, the, and just watching the labs change and how the families change, you know, and um, the volunteers, you know, probably in our first two years of um, the organization, we had a young lady that was volunteering with us, very shy, very quiet, one of my very first volunteers. And at, we did a tiny little banquet and our parents came and shared that she had through that time been contemplating suicide and none of us knew it. And um, when they got her help, the counselor said, what kept you from doing it? She said, I had to be there on Wednesdays for the kids. And um, she's an adult now, she has a job. Um, she sends us a donation check every Christmas. And it just warms my heart to know that um, lives were changed. So. Now, what is the next big plan for Horses with Hearts and how can our community help you get there? Well, our community has been amazing. <laughs> I mean, everything here, on the farm, if you go to our Facebook page, um, we we try really hard at keeping up with our posts. We do a um, testimony Tuesday where we share what how the, the program has affected someone's life, um, whether it's a volunteer, a donor, one of our kids, a parent, and then we do What's Up Wednesday and then Thankful Thursday, which I'll be doing a little bit later tonight. Um, and um, but our next step is A, to get that equine building up or the equine learning and mental health building up. But also I am meeting with an architect. He's gonna do the drawing of the indoor, which will also have a therapy room, a classroom, office space, um, multiple rooms. And once we get that done, we do have hope to stage that out, but then, and he'll do a final drawing of what the complex will look at, like when it is complete. And then we will kick off that capital campaign and um, we will work nonstop to raise the money to get that up. And like I said, the community has been phenomenal. If you come, you'll see little blue plaques on a lot of our fence. I have a lot of blue plaques that need put up um, that say, you know, um, who that somebody gave $60 to put up that section of fence. Um, People blew it out of the ballpark with the Unity campaign this year. Um, we doubled our goal and um, the, the community just keeps meeting the need. Like I said, I constantly have church groups and school groups coming out to help paint fence and um, pick up rocks. And, and so the community already is, is helping us, but that can't stop. You know, we need for them to continue to um, support us both you know, financially and, you know, volunteering because it is an organization that's run by volunteers. Yes. Whether that's grant writing, fundraising, walking in that arena, it, it's, it's everything. <laughs> so, but we always want to thank our community because we couldn't do this without. And it's one of the things that has blessed my heart the most is to see how much the community has really, um, come behind us because originally people just thought it was a pony ride. They just thought, you know, I put a kid on a horse and I went around the circle a couple of times. And if you check out the Facebook page, you'll find out that's not what happens here. You know, kids learn their colors. They learn to count. They learn confidence. You know, a lot happens in that arena.
thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview today. And thank you for what you do for our community in the state of West Virginia. You know, I, I couldn't be more thankful to be able to talk to you and be part of your organization. Well, we are two, one of two PATH premier accredited centers in the state, and we're very proud of that. Um, there are four member centers, and PATH is an international organization that sets safety standards, and everything we do here, we have um, done according to their standards because we want to do it right, we want to do it high quality, and we want to do it safe. And so um, we're very proud that we're one of two um, premier centers in the state. Uh, there's a lot of people doing things similar to what we do, but we really wanted it to be the best of the best and we work hard at that. Well, you guys definitely are the best of the best. I can attest to that 100%. Well, and we wanna thank, you know, we've got some great businesses. P&G's been really supportive of us. They, we have some miniature horses that they have helped finance. They put up their own little arena and we're looking for um, a van and, and we're gonna be able to take those to schools and to the hospital and the um, hospice unit. And they're actually going to summer school next week for two days to two different schools. And so we're gonna be doing um, some horsepower reading. We have um, three instructors certified in that. And so we're gonna help build some reading skills and we have a camp coming up here um, next, this starting Monday through the month of July where we'll be doing some horsepower reading and equine learning for Jefferson County Schools and the Boys and Girls Club. So we're really appreciative. Uh, Echo Lab has been a grantor of us for probably 12 years of the 15 we've been here. So um, Macy's is doing a fun, has helped us do some fundraisers. So we're just really, we're, it's individuals, it's businesses, it's corporations that are really bringing it to where it, where we're, getting to where we need to be. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Good luck on all of your future endeavors. If you are watching at home, please follow the Horses with Hearts Facebook page for more information or to figure out how to volunteer or just to donate. Please follow their page to keep up with our journey. Thank you guys for watching. My name is Elizabeth Lynch, your Miss Berkeley County, and that has been our Farmer Fridays.